You're listening to the Elevate Podcast, featuring exclusive audio from Catalyst, the official singles conference of the Los Angeles International Church of Christ Singles Ministry. All right, cool guys. Before we before we get started, I'd like to open up with a word of prayer. Um, so we are going to pray in approximately five seconds. So, wow, you guys got quiet quick. Okay. Oh, there it is. All right, let's pray. God, we come before you. Uh, we are so grateful for just the opportunity to be in a relationship with you. God, I think amidst the craziness that, that we get hit with every day, God, that we can forget how good it is just to have a relationship with the God that created the universe and that we're loved so much that you would send your son just to give us the opportunity to know you. God, I pray that you clear our hearts and our minds of anything that's not of you right now. I pray that uh, you're with Betty and I as we're speaking. Um, I mean, what a privilege and opportunity to be able to talk about you to people, God. I definitely don't feel like I'm the man for the job, don't, not, not worthy, God, but I pray that we do our best to exude how much we love you and how much you love us. We pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Cool, so it's really, really good to see everybody today, and I heard the conference has been great so far. We just like, we just, my friend Hank, Hank, where you at? Hey, he took off, dude, that, ADD, that, that, that'll, that'll, that'll do it. Um, but we left at 6.30 this morning, and I didn't know that he just got his permit, so I got to sleep, so I'm stoked right now. I feel, I feel, I feel kind of awake, you know what I mean? Um, so uh, obviously, guys, thank you so much for coming. It means a lot. I think, honestly, that people would take time like out of their weeks to come to a conference. It's all about God. I think that, 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 that's, that's very cool. There's so much that we have to do. But to be able to take time to come and learn how to worship God on a deeper level, that's, that's amazing. So I think before we get started, thank you for doing that. And thank you for being here. We really, really appreciate you choosing to come to this class. We'll do our best to help you connect with God on a deeper level. Um, now this class, it's, it's fixed, keeping your eyes fixed on things above. Okay, that, I think that's the title of the class. I should know, but that, that I believe is the title of the class. It's right. Betty says it's right. Okay, so, but as I was thinking about the class, as I was thinking about the class, like, to me, like, I wasn't connecting with that title as much. It's a great title. Like, I really do like the title, but me, that was not resonating with me as much. What was resonating with me is in order to keep my eyes fixed on what's above, I need to keep my eyes fixed on what God sent below, and that's Jesus. For me, for me, that's what I have to do. And um, let's see, so the, the new working title of today's class, if you guys are taking notes, if you guys want to, it's going to be the, the Secret of Sustainable Success. Betty, is that cool with you? I didn't tell you that. So now, so I just got permission from Betty. That is now the new title, The Secret of Sustainable Success. And this is not like business success. It's not like that. If, if they wanted that, they would have asked Drew Quint to teach the class. That's not a class they would have asked me to teach. I know that. I still got to pay my taxes, but, um, so, um, or do I, or do I, was I just kidding? I don't know. We'll have to find out. Um, (laughs) so as I was thinking about this topic, I kept thinking about like, what's, what's really behind this? Like I've been to a lot of conferences and I don't think that conferences need to exist as Christian Red Bulls per se that we don't need to wait to go from conference to conference to get fired up. And, and I think that it's, it's great because the world is, is gnarly. The world is tough. This iPad is sliding. And, um, but I think 
how do we learn to do this as Christians on a day-to-day basis? How do we learn to do this on a moment-by-moment basis? We know that Jesus walked the earth for 33 years, and within a three-year time period, he changed the trajectory of the world forever because he made the most of every moment of every day. So how do, how do we do that? Now, a few weeks ago, I had a friend. He's one of my best friends. You know those friends that will just, like, tell you anything that you, like, don't want to hear, but they'll just say it to you, like, just like, yeah, I did not want to hear that right now, but you're right. So a few weeks ago, I was getting open about some stuff, and he's like, dude, I know you. I know you. And right now, you are not confessing because you want to repent. You're doing this because you have to. You're confessing because... You know that that's the right thing to do. So in essence, you're being very religious. You're being a Pharisee right now. And it sounds like a shaming thing to say, but there's so much love within this relationship. He's made enough love deposits into my love bank so that he can kind of say whatever. You know what I mean? And I know that he, it's, it's out of a place of love. And what he said to me, literally, okay, like, th- this is what he said. I think a few days after I found out that I was going to be teaching this class, he said, you become religious when you take your eyes off of Jesus. This is who you become when you take your eyes off Jesus. You become a religious Pharisee. So what's your class about? Oh, man. <laughs> Keeping keep my eyes on Jesus. You know, but it, it's true, though. This is something that I wrestle with. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is something that I wrestle with. I think a lot of times, like, when I end up speaking at things, it's something that I need to work on. You know, like, I don't, honestly, I don't like going to classes where people are just preaching at me and telling me what to do. I like when people share from personal experience, like, hey, this is, this is where I'm at. You know, and, and to be honest, it's something that I wrestle with. I, I tend to care more about what people think about me than what God thinks about me. And so in, in coming up with this, this discussion, this talk that we're going to go through today, like, I've been very convicted. You know, I get, I get, I get caught up in what the Christian life isn't about. You know what I mean? Impressing people when the Christian life is really, it's like this wonderful adventure in which we get to live within the unconditional love of God, knowing that at the end of our lives, Jesus is coming back. Like the Bible doesn't change. Every time we read the Bible, Jesus raises from the dead. So it's going to be okay. But I forget that. You know, we forget that there's nothing that we can do to make God love us any more or any less. There, there is nothing that any of you here can do to make God love you any more or any less. And that God is not mad at you when you sin. That God is mad about you. And that is why he sent Jesus. Those are the things that are true. And those are the things that I tend to forget. And we forget to think about the things that are actually true. And this has been my past few months. Currently, I'm working three jobs. Um, I, by the grace of God, and I think I slipped through the cracks. I'm somehow on staff at Turning Point. I don't know what happened there. Um... <laughs> I work with the, the, the campus, the college, the singles. Um, I work as a behavior therapist for children with autism, which is super cool. Awesome. All right. Sweet. And then I also work as a musician. So basically my day is like I was 24 hours in a day the last time I checked. And at, at different points, like there is no set schedule. It's just like I, I could be in the studio until 3 a.m., and then I got a meeting at 9.30, and then I got a client at 1. And so, like, that, that's kind of my life right now. And I'm not complaining. I'm super grateful. God is doing all this great stuff. Like, 
this guy that we've been sitting in the Bible for eight months, who I had literally been like, this dude ain't going to make it. Like, I know I'm supposed to have faith, right? Like, I'm a minister. Like, I get paid by the church. But this guy's not going to make it. Like, I just, he's not going to make it. I sat down with him two weeks ago, and he's like, Seth, I'm really, really sorry for how I demonized you when you set up boundaries. And, and I've made this more about people than about Jesus. And I'm sorry. And this is either about Jesus or it's about nothing. I'm like, shut up. He's dressed in his right mind. He's taking responsibility. That's amazing. You know what I mean? But with all the great things that happen in the church, there's always difficult things as well. Work with kids. I'm convinced that one of the kids is five. I'm convinced that he's, he's out to kill me. Like, I'm convinced. But then I got another kid who's five who said tickle for the first time in five years. And that may not sound like a big deal to us because we actually know how to use our mouths. But to a little boy... To man, uh, man, which is like to request tickle, is, is a big deal. Like, I literally started yelling within his house. Like, he said tickle. Did you hear him? I heard him say tickle. Like, it was a really big deal. So there's, I got, I got a lot of stuff going on. The stuff with the music is like, there's so many opportunities that God is opening that like, I don't, I don't, I'm like, I'm not really at liberty to talk about it, but there could be some like really crazy stuff that God is doing that I didn't see coming. So there's a lot going on. And like, I think on Tuesday, I was working on this message in the back of a club in Hollywood because we had a gig. And I don't have a whole lot of time right now, right? At some point, God is going to like, he's going to free me up. I believe in that. But until then, I have to like work wherever I'm at. So my phone is dying and I'm like, the outlet's over there and like everybody's all swagged out, like super cool. And I'm like, like reading the Bible and like, you know, people are like, hey, yeah, hey, I want to introduce you to these girls. And I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm Seth. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, so you're in the band? Yeah, yeah, I play. But I'm also a minister, and, and uh, I'm just working on my lesson right now, actually, for this weekend. And they're like, like, I, like any, any cool points I had were like, they're gone. And when they left, like, she gave me this, like, super awkward smile, like. And I was like, but we meet at Panorama High School at 11 o'clock on Sundays. You know what I mean? So. But that's like, that, that's, that's kind of my life right now. But what happens in the midst of this? What happens in the midst of doing all these things that are actually pretty cool, right? They're for God. I tend to make them more about me than I do about God. I get caught up in the work of Christian business as opposed to simply existing and remaining in a relationship with God. I do my best to fight a supernatural battle. Believe it or not, there's actually angels and demons that are, are vying for our attention right now. There is a, a demon named ADD, who just, like, breathed down my neck, like, if I blank out and I just start smiling, it's, I, I just probably forgot what I'm talking about, like, that, that, ha- that happens, like, I won't tell you, never mind, but, but any time that I try to fight a supernatural battle with my natural abilities, I get crushed, and that, and that happens to you, any time that we try to do the work of God without God, we get burned, and that's why God sent the Holy Spirit, the walk with God, our walk with God is supposed to be like this wonderful adventure. It's not a business venture. That's, that's, not, that's not what it is. Right. It's not just trying to maintain. I'm tired of simply trying to just maintain my Christian walk, just doing what I need to do, being religious. This is not what we signed up for. The world does have a lot to offer. We know that. Like, let's, let's be honest. There are things in the world that are very appealing, but we decided to give those things up. But we did not give those things up in order to simply maintain. 
No, we gave those things up in order to remain in God and allow him to pull us deeper and deeper and farther into this incredible life that he has for us. The, the thing that I, I mean, there's many, many things that I love about Jesus. Jesus is the OG superhero. Every movie that you have seen, like Marvel, it's basically the Jesus story. Just, just, just think about it. It's, it's all Jesus, right? Some girl's like, yeah, you like comics for sure. Cool. I don't know anything about them, but I, my friends do. Um, so, but Jesus knows this. Jesus knows that we will get caught up in maintaining. You think about the guys in the garden. They're like, no, 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 we'll be there for you. But they weren't. And so that's why Jesus never said to maintain. He said to, to remain. Okay? So let's go to John, um, the book of John. We're going to go, um, if you guys get the chance in the next few days, please read verses 1 through 17. We can't go through all of it today. Because they only gave us three hours to do this class, and we're not going to have, like, you know. I saw some girl in the back go, like, no, shut up. No. You can just leave and go get your lunch and come back, and we'll still be going at it. No, just kidding. 45 minutes. We will respect that. Okay. Um, so if, when you get the chance, please read verses 1 through 17. But we're going to, John 15, 1 through 17. And we're going to pull some verses from that between Betty and I. We're going to go through some stuff. I'm really excited for you guys to hear what Betty has to say. I almost basically just scratched, like, my entire thing because I was like, get them, Betty. Get it. Like, I'll just, I'll just stand behind you with, like, holy hands in the air. And I, like, literally just met her over the phone, like, three weeks ago. Phenomenal person. Okay, so this, what we're going to read is about the vine and the branches. So right after the boys, Jesus and the boys, they leave the Last Supper. So maybe he was walking by a vineyard or something, and he's like, oh, got a parable. Um, chapter 15, verse 1. Okay? We're going to go through this. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Jesus says, I am, in the book of John, eight times. Anytime Jesus says, I am anything, it's, it's like worthy to pay attention to, okay? So I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Go down to verse 4. Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And that last part, apart from me, you can do nothing, is kind of humbling to someone like me who likes to try to just get stuff done. But at this point, I now know that there's nothing that I can do without Jesus that will ever have an eternal impact. It just, it just doesn't. The only way to make an internal impact is to allow the Holy Spirit to work through us. Because if we are something, God can't be everything. And that's the point. We, we are surrendered. We've surrendered our lives to a God who is amazing, who is everything. He doesn't need us, but he chooses to love us. That's why Jesus made himself nothing. It says that. Jesus made him, he, he made himself nothing so that God could be everything. Verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Okay, he says remain in me seven times in ten verses. If Jesus says something one time, it's a big deal, right? Like, you better pay attention. If he's, but if he says something seven times in ten verses, it's like, okay. Because I think he knows the human heart is to maintain, to work. To not rest, to not, oh, what's up, Olu? I'm sorry. 
Hey, dude. No, I'm not trying to embarrass you because you're late. Really quick story. I, I will probably never get asked to speak at one of these things again, but that's okay. Like, that's fine. I was at a, I was at a job training, and I had my Bible, and there was like this, you know, handsome African man from Nigeria teaching the training. And, and, and one day he sees my Bible, and he's like, hey, what church you go? I was like, oh, turning point. He's like, no way, that's my church. So we ended up like, you know, he taught this class that I was in, and he's like a disciple, which made the rest of the training go really cool. That's pretty rad, right? Anyways, hey, it's really good to see you. Okay, so Jesus says seven times in ten verses. He says seven times in ten verses remain in me. Now he's getting to something here. Now let's go to 16. Are we still reading? Yes, we are, huh? All right, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Check out these last four words. Fruit that will last. And there's so much here. That's, this, is a, this is what I want to look at. Fruit that will last. Now, there's different kinds of fruit. We know that. There's character, character growth. There's the fruit that comes from spreading the good news about Jesus and watching people get baptized and watching the church grow and multiply. Um, watching um, our, our dreams, ambitions, hopes. Those things come true as we, as we wait. You know, like waiting for those things to happen. In that patience, God produces fruit, and then we actually receive it. There's even more fruit. There's all kind of fruit that Jesus is talking about, but it's not just immediate result type of fruit. It's not, it's not Red Bull. Like, it's something way more than that. It's a lasting fruit, rich fruit that grows, that's connected to deep roots. There's a vine. Um, there's a, it's a vine by the River Thames in England, and I think it's like miles away from the actual river. But the fruit that it produces is so rich. It's so good, and the grapes are so big, and it's so abundant. But nobody could figure out why. But it's because the vines, they, they like traveled miles to get to the rich nutrients. And we think about what Jesus is saying. Jesus is the one that gets the nutrients. Jesus is the one that feeds us. Now, what good would it be for a branch to be like, hey, there's some super good work I got to do over there. Let me like hack myself off the vine, go on over there, and try to make it happen. God, you'll be really proud of me. What would happen? You would die. There would be no grapes. That would be a really, really bad idea. So the source of our Christian life has to be the true vine. It can't be any of the false vines. Betty's going to talk about something in a second. She made this connection. If, if there's a true vine, then there has to be false vines. You guys are going to be pumped. Betty's awesome. Okay, now we have to be connected to the right source. Okay, if you remember anything from today... This, I hope, is one of them, okay? Your success is only as sustainable as its source. Your success as a Christian, as a son or a daughter of God, is only sustainable as its source. If you build your life on anything but a true source, it will collapse. You think about that in relationships, a lot of times with dating or whatever, you put your best foot forward... Like, why? If we build our relationships on anything that's not true, it will collapse. That's really not this is what we're about. Like, I'm so sick of saying the right thing. I want you to start saying the real thing all the time. Now, if you rely on your talents and abilities and charm and your ability to get things done, those are false finds. Now, if, you're, if, you're, if your source, this microphone is killing me. If, this, if your source, there you go. All right. Okay, if your source is the source of all life, if it's the Son of God, 
like the, 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 the firstborn over all creation, the one that has all authority and power over hev- in heaven and earth, like that, that, that's it. I mean, you are going to produce true fruit, fruit that extends from this life into the next, but it's about connecting to the true vine. So with that, I'd like to invite up Betty. can see a little bit. <laughs> well, um, first of all, when I found out we were doing this class, it was actually, <laughs> it was a text, and it says, thanks for agreeing to do this class. And I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, I don't remember agreeing to do any class. Um, <laughs> Angela, and I text back, Angela, and she you know, exclamation, exclamation, because I, the reason I say that is because I'm like, this is not my strength, you know, and I can say that. I can say this morning, I was like in tears. I was like, God, I don't want to do this class. And it's because, I mean, we usually want to speak from our strengths. We don't want to speak from our weakness. Um, so, and I don't mind, I don't even mind self-changing the title because... <laughs> In working with Seth, uh, <laughs> I've just had to let it go, you know. And um, but I, I say that because God gives you exactly what you need. Um, and I think at the end of the day, I, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, like no, what it is is that uh, yes, I'm, I'm controlling. You know. I have an artsy side, but I like structure. <laughs> and I tried, to, I tried to gently, gently, you know, gently, you know, even a PowerPoint. I, I want to do a PowerPoint. I want to do a PowerPoint, you know. But, <laughs> but you know, that the lesson, I don't know if Lindsay's in here, but that lesson last night was so good that it helped my heart to let go of the PowerPoint. Um, but, but not from a, not, I mean, really letting go from a, a heart of peace, you know, because really I kept thinking about, I really wanted to support self, but I also, from the moment he, when he told me what he wanted to do, I actually felt like I just want to be in the class. I want to listen. Um, and like I said, I, I felt like, you know, I'm totally not in that, in that space, but, you know, um, so the secret of sustainable success, um, colon, fix your eyes on things above. <laughs> I, I totally connect. I mean, when I heard the title, like, I totally connected with it. I totally connected with the title. Um, when it says, you know, you know, if you turn over to Colossians 3.1, it says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. And it really, when I thought about first of all, I had, okay, maybe it's just me, um, but I had never seen set your heart and set your mind. I think I just saw set, set your mind. I, I don't know. You know, maybe it was a different version because the versions of the Bible keep changing. 
So, um, so when I saw that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to set my heart and my mind. But it says where Christ is. And it made me think about, it made me think about heaven. You know, I was sitting in midweek, and our minister read John 15. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you read John 15. And I just got stuck on one line, and it says, I am the true vine. And it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I never, okay, so again, I'm like, oh, my God, I never saw that. You know, like, I do read my Bible, but I was like, oh, my God, I never saw that. I am the true vine. And it did make me think when we were talking actually later that night that there are other options. There are other things that are vines, but it's not the true vine. And I, I wanted to play this video, but I'm not really like a tech savvy kind of person. But I'm sure some of, some of you guys, um, and I love those people. Um, I do. Woo-hoo sound people, but it's the Steve Harvey video where he introduces Jesus. And if you listen to it, you will be doing a hallelujah dance because he starts talking about Jesus and he's the king of kings and he walked on water and, you know, his dad knows everything. Like all these things, I'm like, it reminded me of how this is the Jesus we serve. And I think sometimes we can get, we can forget you know, who Jesus really is. At least, like, we, well, he just becomes another person. Like, we may not totally forget. And I know who Jesus is, and he died for my sin. But who the Son of God is. You know, when I first became a Christian, I mean, going from, like, light to dark, I mean, it was clear to me that I was plugged into the vine of the world. I mean, yeah, I ran, you know, I ran track, and I was this, and I was popular, and all those things, but those things really did not sustain me. You know, becoming a Christian was like, have you guys seen the movie The Matrix? Yes. Praise God. <laughs> because you don't know how many Bible studies I've been in, and I start sharing that, and it's like, over their heads, you know, like, what the man. But when Keanu, or whatever his name is, um, his real name, I mean, his name in the movie, he takes the blue pill or the red pill, and I can never remember which pill he took. All I know is that when he took that pill, he, his eyes were open. And he realized that he really wasn't living, that he was really plugged into whatever that thing was, right? He was plugged into the world. And to me, that's like, that's like being a Christian. Like until I was, till we were, all of us were, till we heard the word of God, we accepted it and we got baptized, we were plugged into the world. And I think it's like as Christians, you know, it's easy to be deceived by the vines that the world offers, Right? You know, and it's so subtle. You know, I have this, um, you know, especially when we're going through periods of drought or disappointment or discouragement or stress. I mean, you name it. Um, periods of, I say, drought in our faith of wanting something. I love that um, scripture that says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And when your heart is sick or when my heart is sick, it's like nothing will Nothing will make it well except God. And I start, it's easy for me to start plugging into the world. Now, I don't know how you plug into the world, but I know I plug into the world. Uh, (laughs) You know, I eat. I love food. (laughs) I'm from the South, you know, like we love to eat, you know. Um, I I love red wine. 
Uh, I try not to drink too much. I watch TV. You know, I have, well, I don't know if I should name all my shows, but. Um, <laughs> don't judge me. You know, I like Criminal Minds. I like um, Once Upon a Time. Dig, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, but I do. I have my shows. Um, I won't name my last show. And, um, <laughs> you know, it says, you know, even on Facebook, I have this, I have this love-hate relationship with Facebook. Because I love going on Facebook. I love catching up with my nieces and nephews, my family. Um, I am the young, I'm the I'm the youngest of a set of triplets. My sister Bunny is here. She's an awesome disciple. She is one of my heroes. <laughs> I love Bunny. But sometimes, <laughs> you know, I'm on Facebook and I'm like, you know, you never, sometimes you think you're in a good place. I think when you're not in a good place, you shouldn't go on Facebook. <laughs> comparing oh my gosh she's lost weight <laughs> or <laughs> you know I found myself a couple weeks ago looking at let me see what my ex-boyfriend from the world's doing no he's a great guy I really love him a lot um but it's like oh he's married he has great kids but then I was like I wonder if his wife's fat I'm sorry but I do that you know I mean I try not to and God helps me and I repent but I'm just saying <laughs> you know, I broke up with him prior to becoming a Christian, and that was my cause, you know, to follow God. It wasn't like someone told me I need to break up with my boyfriend, but I know myself, and I knew that I couldn't stay in that relationship and be pure. And he didn't want to become a Christian, and I wanted to be friends, but it takes, and we're actually friends now, but. And my prayer is that he and his family one day, through the Bible, will come to a conviction about where their relationship with is, and they would follow God and become true disciples. You know, um, so, and you know, you start to go, you look, you look at Facebook, I, I don't, and I'm not gonna, I don't know Twitter and all the, I, you know, I don't have a lot of time, so I just do Facebook. But um, <laughs> I, was, I was sharing this story with a sister, and, you know, I'm going through some, 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 life decisions and she said um she says knowing what you know now after 23 years of being a disciple she said would you make a different decision and without hesitation I said no I don't I don't want to be with him it's just that 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 desire to you know have a relationship or you know all of that kids or whatever you you want you know I I don't I wouldn't make a different decision I love my life I love my life as a disciple. And my heart and my mind were saying the same thing. You know, I love my purpose. I love being a disciple. And I'm, people, trust me, hang around me and you'll see that um, I'm definitely a very imperfect disciple. You know, we need to re- be reminded of who the true vine is. If we're connected to anything other than, to Jesus, than Jesus, then the fruit will be worldly fruit. You know, the worldly fruit is, you know, it's bitterness, despair, anger, frustration, insecurity, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. 
you know satan satan has a plan and, and satan's plan is to to make to detach us from the vine that's his plan and then we just have life you know jesus says you know in this life when john 14 1 he says do not let your hearts be troubled you believe in god believe also in me he also says um i didn't write my scripture reference but he says um in this life you're going to have many troubles you know um john 16 3 he says i've told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world you know last year i was in a different place well as far as the catalyst retreat um i came i just came on autopilot you know um my mom had died and i just i don't know i just came i don't I, I don't even remember. All I, I do, I tell you what I do remember. Think I went to the first class, and I, and then the next, I saw the list of class. You know how we do. Mm. <laughs> okay, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm sorry, not in a good place. And I remember, <laughs> but I remember thinking, I want comfort. And it was about. It was. It really was an amazing retreat i mean that's what everybody was saying around me and it wasn't a bad retreat it was just sometimes we want something different it was about um i remember zeal and fire so I, I, I i i need something else and i'm so grateful that god sends us people to help us stay connected to the vine you know i, I hung out with uh crystal poli she's in my my ministry and crystal had lost her mom you know years before and we just went back to my room and we just prayed and we just talked and I'm so grateful and I was saying wow I was like that was last year I mean it hasn't been 18 months but I I thank God for people who are willing to help us stay connected to the vine because really Satan benefits if we're detached you know in life you know there's a lot of gentle winds of distraction you know I think what self says like that how the I mean it would seem so weird for a branch to say, well, I'm just going to detach myself and go over here and get my nutrients, you know. Um, but over, you know, I don't know what's, what's troubling you. You know, I don't know what's troubling your heart. Because distractions can come in many different forms. They can be good, you know, like a promotion. Um, or they could be bad, you know, like what I shared. But... All these things are really meant to bring us close to God, to really go to him. And that's why I say this is not my strength, because sometimes I've gotten so overwhelmed, I can't pray. At least I tell myself I can't pray. And so I have things in place. There are sisters that I pray with. I've been, I, don't, I don't even know how long I've been praying with them. Like Monday, you know, I'll call Davida. We'll pray. As I'm, even as I'm driving to work, we'll just pray. It takes me about an hour to get to work. On Thursdays, I always pray with Kike. Like I always pray. So, you know, at least twice a week, I'm praying. <laughs> you know, okay, so, as a life, you know, I think we forget, like, I had to remind myself, like, to not be surprised at trouble, because we're not meant to stay here. We're meant to move on, you know. Um, I was telling this sister, I said, you know what, I love when it says that there's going to be no tears in heaven. And I said, because we will have cried them out all here. <laughs> I'm 
fire. <laughs> Woohoo! But her, her her struggle was, I just can't understand how there's not going to, because she's married. She's like, I can't understand how there's not going to be marriage. There's not going to be marriage there. And I was like, dude, that's not my problem. <laughs> no, but I understood because you give your heart so deeply to someone. And then we don't know how it's going. I mean, none of us know. You know, but I, I trust that God, God already has it planned. He already knows. I just need to trust him. Um, so from 2013 through 2015 was just, I don't, it was just crazy. Like in a good way, I promoted at my job. And it was so awesome. But I actually promoted and started supervising my boss at the time, which was very stressful because we didn't get along. And I was very tempted. Like, sometimes God gives you things to really reveal your heart. And I was tempted to be mean back. And God doesn't give us authority to be evil. So as my heart was, exp- I mean, I, I, but I I hated it, but I was glad that God exposed it in my heart because that was a way where uh, trying to take control because I was hurt. Like, I really wanted to be close to her. And so God was really working on my heart just to serve. And then eventually, um, you know, she, she transferred. And actually, I felt like God was taking care of me even doing that. During the same time frame, um, my best friend, I mean, like, best, best friend, um, she got a job offer, so she moved, and then my other roommate was moving, so I'm like, oh, my God, I need two roommates. I cannot afford this rent. So I started praying, and God did provide another roommate. As I'm walking back in two, uh, from an interview in 2013, I'm talking to a niece, and I had a niece who, who tried to commit suicide. And then I think two weeks later, another niece's husband committed suicide, then November, I, I'm driving with my roommate to move her to Colorado, and then I hear that my mom is sick. And so I start going, we start, my family starts going back and forth to take care of my mom. And I was just praying for 2014. I was like, God, I just need a new year. 2014, celebrate my birthday, and then a couple of days later, my mom died. And I'm like, this year is shot. You know, I was so mad when people would say, you know how people say, um, oh, it's going to be the best year ever. And I'm like, no, it's not shot. You know, I was, I mean, I was bitter. I was hurt. And my sister, I love her sister, Bonnie says, Betty, do you remember the story of Job? And I was like, yeah. She says, well, what does the last part say? That God made the latter part of his life better than the first. And that just, that's what I needed. I needed a scripture. I needed a reminder. Plus, God kept us very busy kept me very busy because we studied with a, studied about with a lot of people in 2014 and we saw about seven people i think five sisters actually become disciples but it kept it forced me to keep my heart engaged because everything in me wanted to detach you know and that's how life is so now like uh so that was 2014 so now like in about 30 days i'm i'm gonna have surgery and it's a surgery that's gonna it's not life-threatening but it's going to change my life. And people say, well, how do you feel? It's the kind of question where I'm not going to know how I feel until I wake up. I would like to tell you, like, oh, I feel so peaceful about it. But I'm praying every day because I refuse to believe. Well, I, well, I do believe, in, like in Romans, what God says, that he works out everything for the good of those who love him. I love God. 
You know, I hear sometimes, you know, we get frustrated and we get mad at God. It's not that I don't, I don't get mad at God. You know, I got mad at God because my mom lived to 88. But I got mad at God because I wanted my mom to live to 90. <laughs> but I got mad and I talked to God about it. I want her to live to 90. You know, and God, I feel like God says, trust me. I know what I'm doing. You know, so I think facing this, this like, it's, like I said, it's not life-threatening. And I have so many sisters and brothers that, that feel like that walk with me. That if I choose to let my faith go right now, then what good was my faith anyway? This is a time that I need to be faithful. This is a time that we need to be faithful. I mean, you're going to have many trouble, but Jesus says to take heart. And so the only way to, to really take heart is to stay connected to the vine. So. Isn't that super powerful? Very, very cool. It was really, really cool being able to work with Betty. I apologize for having to work with me. I get that. I, I know. I, I, I am aware. Um, but I love what Betty was saying. You know what I mean? To be, to be that authentic in front of this many people about what she's really going through. Like, that's a woman of God. That, that's a woman of God. I want to um, wrap this up in a few minutes. Um, let's go to verse 4 again. Okay, verse 4 in John 15. It says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So who does the work? It's the vine. The vine does all the heavy lifting. The branch simply receives what the vine gives to it. And so is that really all I do, though? Is all I really do just depend? Because that seems so counter. Yeah, it it is actually what we do. That's why God sent the Holy Spirit. Because we're not meant to fight a supernatural battle with natural abilities. That's why we need to be connected to the vine every moment of every day. That's, that's, That's the only way we're going to be able to keep our eyes fixed on things above. And see, this is where we get it twisted. We think that Jesus said, maintain your love for me. But I've read this section of the Bible like quite a few times, and I can't find it. I can't find where it says, maintain your love for me. The command is not maintain your love for me, but remain in my love for you. And really think about that. Jesus' command is not maintain your love for me, but remain in my love for you. Because he knows we'll fail. He said this to the disciples knowing they would desert him. And he said, don't focus on that. Don't focus on what you think you can do. You focus on me. I, I am the constant. Like, I, I am what you look to. And this is really what it's about. I mean, imagine what it would be like if the whole of our Christian life, our experience was fighting to believe how much God really loves us. Because when you are in a relationship in which someone loves you, it's not about doing anything for them. It's about doing life with them. I was walking around praying the other day, and um, I was praying. I'm like, God, all this stuff with the music is coming up, and it's, you know, I pray that I, I can do it for you. And as soon as I came out of my mouth, I'm just like, ugh. Like, it sounds so contrived. That doesn't, that doesn't, that's not, I I'm not connecting with that. God, can I even say that? Can I even say that I don't want to do it for you? 
And then, like, in that moment, I, I do believe that the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not crazy. Well, I know I am, but I'm not, like, but I do believe that the Holy Spirit does still whisper things to us. And what I, what I know God said to me is, I don't want you to do this stuff for me. I just want to do it with you. Like, I want to do it with you, whether it's, like, going to rehearsal and having to learn 12 new songs for Catalyst that you don't know. Whether it's like working with a little kid that can't speak. Whether it's like the way that you eat, the things that you put in your body. Like are you take like it, every, everything. It's, it's not about just like, oh, let me do this for God. Let me do this with you. You know, and when we do things with God, amazing, like the most amazing things happen. We know that. Like I'm working at Easter Seals, this, this gig they have with the kids, and I did not... Did not like. I mean, I was I was I was wrestling with it. It was more because I was working like 80 hours a week, and that's like, it's just a lot. I mean, I don't know. I mean, for some people, it's not a lot, but for me, that's like kind of a heavy load, you know. Um, a lot of driving, but like, <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. So, but I, I had gotten to like this mindset, like, all right, God, I just got to do this for you. We got to keep building the 20-somethings ministry, which is like our young adults ministry and the turning point, like our version of a campus. Got to keep doing this for you. Um, I got to keep studying about this person for you and trying to help my clients and like look at them and help them for you. And it was just, I was just like exhausted, just like kind of over it, you know? And then it's like, God starts to work through one of my clients, right? This little boy, I can't say his name cause I would maybe get fired and like, I need my job right now. And his mom was really going through, you know, when people just like, you can see their sadness, they just look heavy in their spirit. And so I just started talking to her, like started inviting her to um, this thing called summer celebration, you know? And it took like a few months, but she, she, she came out, she committed to it. Then the disciples, other women of God like Betty surrounded her, studied the Bible with her for eight months. Okay. Eight months. So a lot of times like our therapy sessions with her kid would end up being like, trust me, Jesus is rad. Like, just trust me. I know that you might not get this, but just hang in there. Okay. Like, hang in there. And then and then I find out that her services, like, they're going to have to get canceled because of a, a job change. And, like, I'm not going to be able to be there anymore, which is, like, but she gets baptized two weeks before. Like, she, she was able to move out of her home situation, get into a healthier situation. I now get to see them every Sunday. And he always runs up to me, this little boy with autism. He's like, oh, my therapist. It's my therapist. When are you going to come over? I'm like... It's not like that anymore, but we still get to see each other on Sundays. And I'm going to study the Bible with you someday when you grow up kind of thing, you know. But it's like when I was trying to do things for God, nothing was happening. But when I made it and when I make it about doing life with God, that's when we see the miracles. You know what I imagine is I imagine God like sitting at my bedside every night just like, like, all right, Seth, like, wake up, man. Like, what do you want to do today? Let's do whatever you want to do. I just want to do it with you. Like, I want to do it with you. And imagine if we live like that. Like, imagine if that's how we actually saw God. Imagine if we just believed that the only source for a sustainable success was Jesus. Like, I'm not going to go to any of these other things. We know that they don't work. Imagine if, like, I'm feeling this, but I'm going to go to Jesus. I mean, what, what, what kind of lives would we live? Like, what kind of levity? Like, that, that's how we would think long game stuff. Like, man. Sometimes I think about what it's going to be like to see Jesus' face for the first time. Like, shut up. Like, 
like I knew you were there kind of thing. You know what I mean? Imagine what it would be like if it was like, it wasn't about doing things for God, but doing things with God. You know, you think about all this stuff that Betty just shared. She's succeeding because she's doing it with God. That, that's what it's about. Because when you do something with someone that you love and you believe in their love for you, the consequence is that you do things for each other. So that, that's what I want us to do as Christians. Let's do life with God. Let's go to the true vine. Guys, thank you so much for allowing us to speak. We love you. You've just listened to audio from the Catalyst Conference. For more information about Catalyst, please visit catalystretreat.com.